new math is with my motherfuckers ass. You wanna know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm the around science. What are we talking about here? Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise the Dome. Uh, today I have a very special guest, man. You know, he's the God in Self Kingdom is a law from uh, Cream City. We're about to go through and break down some of the history. And, you know, it's a pleasure having my brother on. Uh, once again, I thank you for taking the time out today for coming through, God. Peace. Uh, let me say peace to the gods and peace to the earth. Peace to all the 5% and peace to the 85% too. Mm-hmm. Only people that I'm not saying <laughs> peace to it, the, the 10%. So even if you don't have knowledge yourself, I'm saying peace to you. No doubt, no doubt. So, you know, I ask everybody this, um, you know, what sparked you on your path to knowledge, to knowledge yourself? What, what's your story? Uh, well, my story would be more of this, uh, not believing in a mystery God at a young, young age. Mm. Um, I've got family members that's Muslims. I have family members, a lot of family members that, that's Christians or different factions of what they call Christianity, especially because I have family uh, that's in the south of the United States, but I also have family that's south, actually going past the water. So when you're dealing with Hispaniola and the southern parts of the United States, Christianity, different forms of Christianity is is really strong. Mm -hmm. So growing up with that and seeing that it didn't make nothing better mm. for for my people, for our people. And I and, and at the time, I wasn't even looking at it like for our people. I'm, when I'm talking about like my people, my immediate, my immediate family. Right. So at a young age, I would say about 10, 11, the idea of a mystery God was basically out of my head. Um, mm. And before that, I had those thoughts like, yo, it didn't make sense. Because I was that kid that my grandmother would say she didn't even know I was in the house because if she was watching a certain type of show, and one of the shows she watched was Star Trek. And as a little kid, I would just be so quiet and just watching that show and the stuff that they was talking about, I would want to learn more about. Now, a lot of it was fiction, but they brought a lot of science into it. And it made me think like, okay, if this is something that's out there or that we know, how would religion or the idea of this man that created everything or this being that created everything, how would that be possible? So even before I was 10 and 11, that question was there. You know, I, I went through the getting in trouble in church when you're eight years old for asking mm-hmm. the wrong question <laughs> and all that. And it just never was beat out of me. I got the whoopings like a lot of people did. I got the whooping, but it just never was beat out of me. So um, about the time I turned like 10, 11, it was just gone. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I'm, I turned 13, and some of my friends would have to tell you, sometimes they would stop hanging with me for a day or two because I used to write my raps making jokes about the mystery <laughs> God and Jesus and all that. And they was like, no. <laughs> but... It amazed me because when we 13 and 14, I wasn't the most thuggest person out of my group. I did think, but 
the dudes that was the, the roughest, they believed in the mystery guy. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you just shot up some a block, you just shot up this house. Yeah, it ain't like, that you. <laughs> but you stuck on this mystery guy idea. It didn't make sense. You know, so I used to look at stuff like that when I was young. So when I would walk around and I was before I even knew what the nation of gods and earth was, the five percent nation of gods and earth was, I already was saying that the black man is God. Mm. It, it, and wow. it, it, it's crazy because my mind from learning certain things, paying attention in science class, paying attention in different history classes, and also just by what I'm observing, like a lot of stuff that people be amazed by now, I have to catch myself and be like, man, why I'm, I had to stop myself from saying like, man, y'all just not figuring that shit out. Mm -hmm. Like I had to catch myself because when I was 12, I would look at the different uh, skin tones of original people and I already knew that the only way Caucasians could exist if they came from us. Right. I didn't need a science book for that. Right. That was it's like that was like inductive reasoning and deductive reasoning. Mm. I didn't know what those words were then, but that's what I was doing. Right. Like I'm seeing, I'm like, this is I'm like the only practical thing. When I'm 12, the only practical thing that I could draw up was white people came from us some way, somehow. Right. Like, that's the only thing it could be. So about the time I heard something like the 5% nation guys on earth, I was there. But this part probably be a little funny to you. <laughs> I had the little spiritual spookism with it, though. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so when I tell people about the spirituality, I'm not just talking because I'm looking at it and I'm just going at them. I dealt with it. Like mm -hmm. when I was coming to knowledge stuff, I had that, that battle. And it wasn't a, a real battle in the sense of this knowledge versus this knowledge. It was literally, do I want to accept the fact that I'm saying the black man is God, but at the same time, I'm holding on to some spooky stuff that sounds good, but I have no evidence of it. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right. There's nowhere to prove it. Right. So one day I said to myself, like, you know what? If I can't prove this, there's no evidence for it, I got to cut this out. You know, like, the same way I question everybody else, I had to question myself. Mm. So my journey of getting knowledge itself was basically like, as a young kid, religion can't be right in this act. What these Caucasians are telling us, a small percentage of them are lying to us intentionally, but the majority of them just don't know. Right. I figured that out a long time ago. Right. As a kid, like, these Caucasians are not as smart as people think they are. Okay. Not, they just don't know a lot of shit. So going through that and knowing that young, when I ran into something dealing with the 5%, like the 5% nation guys on earth, I'm like, shit, like, this matches up what already was advocating. Like, it fine-tuned me. And plus, I have cousins in St. Louis that would drop it on me, stuff about the 5% and, I, and, my, and my father. But as a kid, you can't digest it like that. And then by me, as being real young, like seven, moving to the northern part of the Midwest, away from my father's side of the family, I wasn't around them so they could school, school me on it. But mm -hmm. the little that I did get, 
it came with me. So when I got to the point of somebody saying, oh, this was the five percenters teach. And I'm like, shit, that's right in line with me. So at a young age for me, going towards knowledge itself, it was, it was basically natural of me mm-hmm. questioning things. Right. And by me questioning and constantly questioning things and questioning myself with believing like the, the spiritual stuff, like my like my mind can leave the planet and all, all that. Like I was saying that, I, that the black man is God, but I had spookism attached to it. Right. That's, so I feel I, like a spooky concept of what God was. Right. Like I knew the mystery God wasn't there, mm-hmm. but I still had on to like some of these powers is in the black man. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. So I had to question myself and say, all right, do I have evidence of this? Mm. And then I had to look at everything else. So when I got to the point meeting people or hearing things about the five percent nation guys nerve, it would just p- push me back to my cousins in St. Louis, things my father used to say and, and, and tell me as a kid. And it was just like it was like a match. So I was basically going along with things that I was rooted in, in the sense of science and math, reality. If you can't prove it, let it go. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's deep, man. And to have that type of, you know, um, scientific thinking at an early age, you know, we're going to get into why. um, Scientific literacy is important, but that just that just goes. That's one. That's one um, way right there because having that ability to see things and break things down and ask those type of questions, unless you are rooted in some type of, you know, uh, scientific literacy, a lot of people don't ever get there. You know what I mean? Some people, and as we know, some people go their whole lives um, without ever getting there. Um, But we'll get there in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Self Kingdom is a law. Uh, You know, what's the science behind your name? The science behind my name is uh, I always looked at every God name supposed to be for him as an individual, but it had to be applicable to every other God. It has mm-hmm. to be universal. Mm-hmm. So if I say something that if you use as an attribute for yourself, it didn't make sense, it won't stack up, that's not something that I should carry. So self-kingdom is a law is basically saying, as my full name self, say, when the original man view himself as his kingdom, he's in control, self-kingdom, he's in control of his kingdom, be that be his mind state, his physical body, his choices, his family, there is no mystery God, there's nobody you can go to. We don't have that luxury. So when I say when the original man see himself as self-kingdom, he's the king of the kingdom, all responsibility, all choices, and all repercussions, everything he benefit or all repercussions from his choices, the things that he make comes back on him. There's, there's nobody else he can look to. When the original man see himself like that, he is a law. Mm. So self-kingdom is a law. It's basically saying, how do the black man grow into becoming a law himself? Wow. So self-kingdom is a law. 
And when I say my name, I know the responsibility come back on to me. As we was just building on in one part that I touched on, so I'm going to sidetrack just a little bit because it deal, deals, deals with my name. Uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of people that never been to the Midwest, Midwest poverty is a little different. Mm. Like we have the, like say for instance in our community, the houses are compressed together mm -hmm. like how they are on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So on one block, you might have on this side of the block, 30 some houses. Then on the other side, mm -hmm. 30 some houses. Right. And a lot of those be duplexes. So on one block, you just got all, the, all these families. But growing up in that poverty, one of the things that you would see, sometimes on a lot of these blocks, people use the term bandos now. We wasn't using that in the 80s. But literally, you would see out of those 30 houses on one side, half of them, like 15, be boarded up. Mm, right, right. So out of the 15 that's not boarded up, you have some of them, people hustling out of They They messed up. The other side, the same thing. So growing up in extreme poverty, where I thought it was normal, mm. I thought extreme poverty was normal. Right. I thought like <laughs> the things that I experienced, I'm like, okay, that's just how things were. And as I got older, when I'm 10 and 11, I'm like, I have to change that. There's no mystery. That I put all responsibility on, on myself. And a lot of brothers that hustle, they do that because they see it. ain't no mystery God coming. Now right. they might have the wrong intentions of what they want to do with the money or who they, how the limits that they have or not having limits of what they will do to go get it. But all in all, the first part is they see nothing mysterious or no mystical man or mystical woman or mystical being is flying down to come save them. So when you have that thought, and you live in that type of poverty, you start saying to yourself, like, no, I got to make something happen. I know it's stacked up against me. So you will move to, to certain things. Then you might have to grow out of that. But that choice, that choice to go sell drugs or rob banks, whatever, a lot of young cats doing a 14, 15, that you'd be like, damn, that's crazy. Like, now when I see I'm like, that's crazy. But when I was that age, to me, it wasn't crazy because I know nobody was coming to save me. So with, even with my name, a lot of that come from that experience. Like, I know that I have to be the one in control of my life as far as my choices and how to make money, the way I make money, what I do with it, how I support my family, uh, what I do as far as education. Am I going to be a person that's going to just accept poverty if I'm on a certain level, what do I need to do? Do I pray about it? What happens when, when, when people pray? They'll tell you they pray and they got to put in work. But what if I just do the work? Do I have to pray now? You do the work and you still see fruits of, fruits of your labor. And then all comes back with my name, self-kingdom. You take on that responsibility. So when I see certain things, which when, when we get to the history of Cream City, I go in there further with things with my name. When I see certain things, that need to be done, I'm not looking around like, oh, maybe they'll do it. Or yeah. maybe that group will do it. I start putting things in motion because as my name say, I'm seeing it like I am the self. When you say self, that's like your I. That's your person. That means ownership. Mm. Mm. When you say something belongs to yourself, 
you're talking about ownership. So when you say self-kingdom, that's ownership of your kingdom. Starting with what? First part, your mind. Mm. You have ownership of your mind. So mm. when we're dealing with the rich, the knowledge degree, maker and owner. Right. You got to make a decision. Mm. And guess what? Own up to it. Right. right. Take everything that, that comes with it. And don't feel that you need somebody to come save you uh, to do it. If it's rough, you got to do it. So being self-kingdom is a law that that my name is universal. It's for me as an individual, but it's universal because every black man that say he is God, if he's not moving like he can wear my name, then he has to elevate or he really don't see himself that way. Because a lot of times you have brothers, they might say they see themselves as God, but they really don't. So when I see certain names, I watch and see is that brother measuring up to it. Mm-hmm. And not just for him to measure up to it. When I see names, of like, if somebody break their name down, I even ask myself, am I measuring up to that? Because your name still has to be universal to the brothers that's saying that they God, that's living it right in his act. Peace. Peace. Indeed, God. That's a powerful um, sentiment. And it's like the lessons say, where you sit at home and wait for a mystery God to bring you food. And even though it's funny, um, like you mentioned, a lot of brothers know that concept, right? Because they get out there and get it, but then they still will give pr- credit to a mystery God for the fruits of their own labor. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about too is uh, you changed your name legally, right? Right. All right. So I've, you know, built with a lot of gods who have done so as well. And um, they said, you know, some, not all, but some said that it was, difficult to navigate like through corporate America, you know, with uh, a law in their name or, you know, a name that, uh, you know, from Supreme Mathematics. Um, With you, you know, you hustle, man, we already know, um, but navigating through uh, corporate America with the name self-kingdom is a law. How, like, you know, did you have any struggles at first or like, you know, how did that work? How did that, how did, how did you, uh, you know, navigate the way you navigate now, um, being able to, you know, be successful in that uh, arena, you know, with a name like that, that, because, you know, when people see names like self-kingdom is a law or true born mathematics or, you know, just whatever, they're like, yo, like, what kind of name is that? What is he on? You know what I'm saying? So how are you able to maneuver? Well, let me give this, this one revelation <laughs> that it is this is this is interesting interesting dealing with the name your struggles with your name far as economics commerce doing business been on the world it ain't with the caucasian mm. it's with mm. black people <laughs> now <laughs> look mm-hmm. I, I I initially thought that the the big problem would be Caucasian. Mm-hmm. The big problem is black people, and it's something subconscious there. When they first meet now, some of them are used to it now because they run into more brothers like that. Mm-hmm. But like twenty years ago, you run into the black people and they hear your name or they see 
like if they see my name tag, um, like I work for a college, so they see my name tag or something, they accept in the middle of the law. White people have no problem. Black people, <laughs> it's something subconscious that that triggers them. Mm. Because mm. now I guess it's like a mirror to them. They're in their mind, they're like, oh, he think he better than us. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I'll give you proof of that that it shows. You remember like 12 years ago, all them 85 ers started popping up with these damn Egyptian names. Yep. <laughs> yep. They did the shit to feel special because they were seeing people in the nation of gods and earth or even some of the Moors, but mostly the 5% nation of God's nerve with these names. And they, they wanted to feel some type of superiority. And they, not understanding, we didn't have these names because we trying to look down on them or right. feel like we're their superior, but that's how they took it. So when you're in the business world, doing commerce or anything, corporate America, your problem comes with the original people that's there that still have the slave names. Mm. Yeah, I, it's like they it's like they feel without you saying anything and without it being your intent, <laughs> they start subconsciously, and a lot of them don't know what it is. It's subconscious, mm. and they react. They'll say something like, "Well, what the hell, your mama named you?" <laughs> I'm like, you see what my ID say, my driver's license, you know, you see what my social security card say, or you say, you see what my name tag say. I don't get it. I'm like, you want me to call you what your name tag say, what your pa papers say, what your ID say, right? Right, right. You don't get that from the Caucasian. Mm. You, I used to get that from the black people, and I would have to build with them, explain to them why they felt that way. Most of the time, they didn't know. Why they was feeling that way? Mm. You no, know, um. So, do you think they feel that way? Because it's like with a name like that, they know that there's something different about you. Exactly. You're standing out. You're detaching yourself. Basically, it's like saying to the world, "I'm not a Negro and I'm not a nigger." Mm. Right. So subconsciously, when other black people uh, see that, to them, they're like. This nigga just called me a Negro without calling me a Negro. <laughs> his presence. Right. He walk in with his name. So in their mind, subconsciously, you're standing here, they're standing there. And if everybody introduces themselves for a meeting, for a company meeting, you introduce yourself. I'm like, I'm self as a lot. And they get up, I'm uh, Tyrone Williams. <laughs> 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 they feel some type of way right. it's subconscious but right. in the corporate world when you're around white people this is the most amazing thing and um one of my earths it used to freak my ex earths used to it used to freak her out because i used to tell her like yo when white people see you have knowledge yourself and you carry it they be bowing down to you right they literally like my ex Earth used to be freaked out. We used to be at the university, and this white dude that had a class with me. This was before you could just get software, just download it anywhere. Dude used to have the software that cost three, four, five, ten thousand dollars, 
laptop. He will try to just give me anything. Wow, wow. Want to be in good graces with the God. Right. And it used to scare her. And I'm like, I know, I'm telling you, I know what it is. He's not looking at me the same way he's looking at the other black people. He's like, and it was a smart white boy. So I'm like, he read some stuff. And he he knows why I'm not walking around with a European name. Right. He, he understands it. So he's respecting it. And he knows in his mind, he's saying, yeah, this, this is why we exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, like, he was almost like forced to offer me money, all kind of stuff. I'm like, man, I had to tell him, like, yo, chill, man. Like, you good. <laughs> and he used to freak my ex earth out. So I was like, I'm scared. Like, he might be I'm like, no, nah, what it is, he's smart because I in class, I knew he was smart. Like, he knows something. So when he see me not bowing down to white supremacy, he feels that he, he has to pay homage to me. Right. So it's, 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 it's our people. Mm. Like, there have been situations where, and, and I'm not saying that a white officer won't shoot you if you have a righteous name. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's like that in Texas. When you leave out of Dallas or Houston, and you drive like 30 miles out the city, sometimes you might be in a park like, you know if you get pulled over, yeah. this cracker don't, don't start something. Right. Like, it's been times I've been like an hour away from Cream City and I get pulled over for nothing. Like the officer driving this way, I'm driving this way, and they see it's a black guy, yeah. and you know what's about to happen. Yeah, they get my block and he busts at you and yeah. throw his lights on. Yeah. And, and so many times, it's been times I've been in the wrong too, but a lot of times I'm been in the right. I give them my my ID or my name. They read my name like, "Oh, sorry, sir, go ahead." Wow, wow. And that happened a lot. Mm. It's been times that I've been dead in the wrong. Once they see my ID and see my name, go ahead, sir. Damn, damn. Now they don't happen all the time, right? But there are certain. White people, when they see that, it it hits something in their subconscious too. Yeah, they no longer in their mind looking at a nigga. Right, 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 right. It's totally, it's totally. And by me working at a college, I, I I can say this. By me working at a college, I have had white people say stuff like, and it'd be funny because I'm like, I grew up on Buffalo. I don't know what you talk about. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah. in my head. There's yeah. stuff like. <laughs> You're just so different. Where were you born at? What country were you? Like, in their mind, in my head, I'm like, oh, I grew up on Buffalo. Like, but I don't tell them that. But yeah. I know what they're thinking. Like, yeah. they see how I talk. They see how I carry myself. And they see the name. And they see how I speak to them. Like, I speak to them like I'm talking to you. I don't do the, all that shit. When a lot of black people do when Caucasians come around. Yeah. I don't do that because... I never felt the need to do that. And mm -hmm. I know, I just see my mother do it all the time when I was a little kid. Somebody calling, if there's, there's a white person, a bill collector, the she switched switch. up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She just done cussed me out of the hood. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she switched up. Yeah. But I never felt the need to do that. Yeah. So when the, the Caucasians talk to me, they see that difference. So it's the original people in uh, corporate America you have to worry about. Like the Caucasians, for the most part, they will do business. They will do business with you faster with a righteous name 
than with the slave name. Like Bill Russell um, just passed away not too long ago. And I can't remember the documentary, but I seen a documentary with him uh, where he was talking about it was certain cities that he went to that they wouldn't let him in the restaurant through the front door, even though he was a star and he knew he was. But he said it was people that came from Africa that they let right through the front door. Wow. Because, you know, it's funny you said that, God, because I was thinking, I was like, yo, like, I wonder if it, it, like, in their mind, whenever they see a name like that, they'll put you in the same um, category as somebody, an original man that came from overseas or came from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they, like, they have this thing where, where African-Americans and they, they'll view as, like you said, a Negro. And then, because a lot of times, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that white supremacy doesn't see, um, you know, our original people as the same to a certain extent. I, I ain't saying that at all, but I, on an individual basis, I think it, it's kind of interesting, you know, it just made, you know, it just sparked the thought that it's like, do they see you, do they see us as Negroes by default? And then, you know, if, you, if I tell them, hey, uh, you know, I'm from, uh, you know, I'm from the UK or I'm from, uh, I'm from Nigeria or I got knowledge itself. Like it's the same type of thing that they put you in the category of because they know that there was something done to the black man in America that just destroyed his whole mind. Ownership. Mm. When they look at you different, like if you're from the East, out of this country, it clicks in them that they really don't have ownership of you. Right. They know they still have a higher position in America than you, but something subconsciously tells them they don't have ownership of you. Mm. Wow. Now they can act like they don't know why. Like I've ran into a lot of uh, white people that act like they don't know why like people have European names. Right, and, right. and it'd be funny because I, I tell like, we're not gonna get mad at you for knowing. Right, 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 right. right <laughs> but right. they don't play like they don't get it. Yeah. And I tell like, look, we're not mad at you for knowing. You admit that you know. Mm. So it goes to that ownership. So when you don't have those names or they don't hear that name, you give them a different name. Something clicks in their head like, oh, we didn't own him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, peace, dog. Give me one second. All right, but yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a interesting concept. Um, as far as being from Cream City, <clears throat> Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, if you can break down some of the history on, you know, just uh, how the knowledge got to Milwaukee. Okay, first and foremost, let me say this out the gate because sometimes in the past I explained it, it might cause a little confusion. First and foremost. The person that started teaching knowledge itself in Cream City, to my knowledge and most people's knowledge, a son truth. Indeed. Uh, about probably a little over three decades ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there were people that came here with knowledge itself. They didn't do nothing with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it used to be a thing because I used to build on that. And a lot of guys used to look at me like, what? Like, mm -hmm. like no, it was guys here in the 70s. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, no. And I just explained, like, no, 
I'm not saying his son is not the one that put the knowledge out there, but it was God's here. Because crazy to me, I just break down from. I was like, I met so I knew a brother that lived a few blocks from me, an older brother who was a crackhead. Mm-hmm. I never knew he dealt with knowledge itself mm-hmm. to like 1999 or 2000 wow. because when he was hearing people call my name, he was like, and we, matter of fact, we was building about Yakub. He started breaking it down. I'm looking, this is a crackhead. I'm like, and he tells me, he was like, yeah, I, I, I was learning this when I was going to Marquette University. It was wow. a, a 5%er from New York that was, and I'm like, and I used to tell people, brothers, that and they thought I was just trying to rewrite Cream City history. I'm like, no, like, no, a crackhead. <laughs> like, and I know that sounds crazy. I'm like, just because you get knowledge stuff, that don't mean you're going to utilize it. Right. right. And I'm using knowledge itself loosely yeah. because he probably just believed it. It wasn't knowledge for him. Right. But whatever he had, he had it, and it blew my mind. So I did more research on that, and a son ended up finding the guy named from New York that came here in the 70s, and he gave me the knowledge of how the U.S. Cellular Arena, there's an arena called the U.S. Cellular, it's called the Panther Arena now, it used to be the U.S. Cellular Arena, but in the 70s, it was named the Mecca Arena, mm. and that's how it got named that, because I don't want to say the brother name wrong, I think it started with a J. I had to ask a son again. The brother from New York that was going to Marquette University, he won something or some type of contest. Who come with the best name? He named it Mecca. He gave it the name, and they took that name. Now that was some history I didn't know, but it led up to that by me just having my ear to the streets and like, damn, like you know, like sometimes you run into crackheads that that been in fields. That you be like, well, how the hell did you get yeah. to that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like have my ear to the street. I learned it and I was talking about it, but I can re- I can remember the brother name that he would tell me. Then a son learned learned more about it than you know he, he told me told me about it. Um so far as who put the knowledge out in Cream City over three decades ago, a son true. Now, how did I start getting it would be Interesting. A brother from Jersey first gave me uh, Supreme Alphabet, Supreme Alphabet, and some of the lessons. Now, this is like in the mid 90s. I still was doing some of the less spooky spiritual stuff. <laughs> Only thing I knew was to memorize and utilize Supreme Alphabet, Supreme Alphabet. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I didn't know you were supposed to memorize the, the degrees, I didn't know that was part of the curriculum as for our nation, that's a must. Like, that's part of you got. So for years, I'll walk around probably knowing the student enrollment, but then as I got more involved with different brothers, because I wouldn't come around like that. And this part that, that I want to say. And this is an interesting part of Cream City history too. I would see brothers with knowledge and stuff, and I'll build with them and talk to them. Um, I would know who they are, they know who I am, but I didn't go to a lot of the functions in the, the middle of the 90s because I still 
of selling selling drugs. Like, right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to bring that to the nation. Yeah, yeah. But then, like in the late nineties, when I started coming around, I started finding out a lot of the guys that was coming around was here that was thugs. Right, like, right, right. I can't say exactly all the stuff they were doing. They was doing wild, more wild stuff than me. Mm. I'm like, I'm trying to <laughs> make sure the nation don't have a bad reputation to clean myself up before I'm at events all the time and bring, you know, like street residue with me where it could have backlash on the nation. Right. Then I found out that the guys here, a lot of them was, was putting in work off, and I'm like, but I spoke against a lot of it though because I had to make sure it cleaned up because I knew the people that I grew up with that still ran the street and I had to tell brothers like, no, we, no, that had to be done with because I know the people that I grew up with, they don't care about no righteousness, no, right. uh, this is your queen, this is your earth and the babies. If you doing wrong, you doing some street stuff, you violate, they gonna look at you like, oh, this righteousness he talking is a front. They gonna shoot up the whole parliament. Right, they right. not caring about babies. They not caring about your earth. So I'm like, no. All it takes is one mistake, one brother to slip up. Yeah. And then somebody say, oh, them the five percenters that's doing that. Right. Right. I was like, so I came in like, no, like I stayed away because I didn't want to bring my baggage that would have street drama to the nation. So I would see brothers and build with them at the university or the college on the street. But when they were like, oh, you should come to the, we're going to have this party. We're going to have, like, nah, I knew I wouldn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But then I found out a lot of the guys here, like, uh, you might hear this term, Cream City Cowboys. And that's what they were. And I'm like, damn, I'm thinking I'm the, the bad apple if I come. Like, they really out here on the Cowboys. Right, right, right. So, right. That was part, like part of the history. But mm. with a son, the God gave gave the knowledge. Well, I don't say gave the knowledge. He he presented knowledge itself to so many brothers and built with so many brothers to get them to have knowledge itself. It was so many G that I would. I remember I just had to remind the God that. We met each other already before right. we got like close. Right. I was like, God, we met each other two years ago. But that's a testament of how much building he would do because wow. you have to think about that. Like, he's seeing that many faces. He's interacting with that many brothers. He's building with that many brothers, getting them to get knowledge itself that he can't keep up with every face. So I remember, like, I'm talking about the changes from the different names that I had, like, different attributes and I had him I was like yeah God, I bet you when you had this attribute this attribute and you know we would laugh but like in 99 to 99 2000 became closer yeah. like and that's when that bond was there and I started learning more of the history as far as like a lot of the gods that I knew that got the knowledge from him wow. now with me uh I and, and I don't think this it's the best route for anyone. It just so happened. So I, I would say my enlightenerves 
was the nation. I had to really put in a lot of work. And it wasn't that I didn't like order or, or having an enlightener. It just didn't work that way for me. Mm-hmm. Because how I got it was somebody just giving to me like, here, take this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already say that the black man is God. Since you say the black man is God, you really will love this. You got to memorize the supreme mathematics, though. You got to memorize the supreme alphabet. Here's the, the one through 10. So I got it like I got it like that. So by the time I played around with it and memorized supreme mathematics and all that, I would meet running to brothers and we would build. And I could tell a lot of the brothers wasn't as serious in the mid-90s. And I could tell the brothers that was serious, but I knew what was missing. Right. Like, right. I'm like, okay, this is missing, this is missing. So I was like, you know what? I got to get myself right so I can go somewhere and I can see some how the order will go. So right. like in 99, uh, there was like probably three different, I'm going to say three for sure, different ciphers in Cream City. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's more than that. But three main different different ciphers. So I went to one to learn how a 120 class is supposed to go. Mm. Now, me and them brothers didn't see eye to eye right out the gate. I'm like, they like, oh, you, you quoting this in the 1 through 14, you quoting this in 1 through 40, you got to start over this 120 class. And then I didn't I didn't trip because I, mm. I had a purpose of being here. Right. So as learning how a class is supposed to go, and even though we bumped heads in the past, and I, I love them brothers because I learned what to do with a 120 class mm. there. Right. Even though the, a lot of the bills would go sideways to like long arguments, debate, I can't deny, I didn't know how to start a 120 class and go through with the curriculum. Or I, had, I had to see that. Yeah. But as far as the learning, I had to do a lot of traveling, building with brothers in, 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 in Chicago, New York, just building with a lot of people and learning different things. Like, I, uh, I got 120 from uh, Wise Jamil. I, I, I got 120 from uh, CLR. Like, I got different sets of 120 from so many guys over the last 20, 23 years that I learned I learned to look at it to see certain discrepancies yeah. and why certain things was. And I used to have this thing like this thick of plus degrees because I'm serious. <laughs> I used to go build brothers and they would send me stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn that way. And a lot of guys in Cream City had to, to get it that way. Um, Indeed. Like, so I, I even think I seen you on, um, I seen uh, there was a video where you were, where you was in a cypher in D-Mecca. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D-Mecca? See Medina, and that's one of the things that I that I brought. Uh, I ain't gonna say I, I started. I brought it back to where it'll be more cons- consistent. Mm-hmm. Where Region Seven, everybody traveled, and I was making sure Cream City, Cream City traveled, right? Like, not just we travel once or twice a year. If something happened in, in Master Now, uh, Minneapolis, let's see, can we get there? Something happened to see Medina, we like an hour and a few minutes away. Let's build with them. Let's help them get that get that going. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Um, one question I wanted to ask you, Gaha, because this is something like I know that you've been on for a while. And um it's scientific literacy, like how we were, you know, building on earlier. Um, but I want to go in a little bit more depth. Um, you know, we have uh our lessons. Um and also, you know, we're taught to study the science of everything in life. And, you know, I always laugh when people start saying, you know, hey, that's the, you know, it's the white man's science or, you know, um, that's that's something that I don't, I don't, you know, I don't bear witness to because two, well, several reasons. But one is if you just Google, um, you know, black scientists in America, you know, it'll, they have lists of like thousands, God, of, of many different fields, you know, like we represent in everywhere. Um, you see, you see there's original people uh, working for NASA, you know, you right. see there's original people working for all of these, you know, tech companies and, and starting tech companies and, and, you know, working in different fields of science. But with that said, you know, within the conscious community um, and even, you know, I hate to say, but even within our own nation at times, there are some that aren't, that, that don't feel the need for scientific literacy. As a FAPA Center, as God, why would you say being scientifically literate is important? Okay, it's in, I'm going to break down why it's important, but I got to take a little step back. I'm going to tell you why a lot of this happened. Mm -hmm. Um and I've seen this in the 90s, in the mid-90s. And I, and I used to have to debate with God that would be like, I acknowledge 120, 10 years before you, like in 97 or 90, like you, I would have to tell God, like, knowledge itself doesn't mean the knowledge you already had is invalid. Mm, right, right. Knowledge itself just means now everything that you know you're really going to know you know it or if you just believe it. Mm. And how do it apply to yourself? Mm -hmm. So what happens is, and you probably see this a lot, a lot of times when people are taught knowledge itself, and I'm going to speak on the 5% first, when a lot of brothers, when they get supreme mathematics, they have definitions already written with it. Mm -hmm. When the brother magnetic from New Jersey first gave me supreme mathematics, like that, but... I didn't use it. I wrote the shit down again because I'm like, I'm not about to say I got that. mine with no definitions. I had to I had to go in the Webster's Dictionary and get my own. Right. And then but, I got the one with definitions. Right. But that's how a lot of brothers initially get it. Mm -hmm. So they miss out on learning what knowledge actually means. Mm. A lot of brothers and sisters, especially a lot of sisters, I don't blame the sisters because we, the men, we're at the forefront of teaching knowledge itself. And there's a large percent, <laughs> and with a lot of, and I want you to keep this in there, in this, <laughs> and a lot of guys might not like this, but there's a large percent of gods that don't really know the difference between knowledge, information, data, to think and believe. Mm. Mm. Those are different things. Now, they can be in the same area, the same circumference, and have certain things attached to each, but there is a difference. Like with data, and I explained to you, data, and, I, and the example that I give people, because a lot of people have cell phone bills, 
or somebody that worked at what they call the data collection agencies. Data is a bunch of words or paragraphs or statements that's not organized. Right. So it's not put in a way where it's stating something, making a statement. Right. So right. when you put data in an order and you organize it to make a statement, now it becomes information. Mm. So data would be like if you just had a dictionary and all the words was off the page and you can hold them in your hand and you shoot all the words down. Mm, right. And you see all those words. That's data. Right. But when you put them together to make a statement or sentence and things like that, now it becomes information. Now, does it mean that information is factual? No. <laughs> so brothers don't get to the point where they realize they're looking at data or they're looking at information or they're looking at knowledge. Mm. Most time dealing with uh, a 5%er that don't get that yet, they're stuck on information and don't know how to take information and make it become knowledge because they think to themselves, if it's something they read that they agree with. Right, confirmation bias. Right. So if they agree with the information, they think is knowledge. Instead of saying, I have to examine this for flaws and examine it for accuracies. And whatever come out from the test, and I test it again, test it again, test it again, what comes from that information after the, the testing, now that's my knowledge. Right, right. Now that's my knowledge. I can say most, a lot of five percenters don't get past the part of knowledge. And that's the first principle in supreme mathematics. Like, you have to question certain things. Like, there's a lot of statements I, I have made where brothers be pissed off at me. And I do it intentionally because I be wanting them to think and examine it. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm trying to be a rebel against the nation. Right. right. I be wanting them to think like, I really want you to think about this. It has been several brothers years later come like, yo, God, I'm going to be pissed off at you about this. But now I see it like, I want to spark that so they can think and, and examine it. Mm -hmm. So they can, they can draw it up. Because the same way when we look at the Wapians and they say some, of course, the Wapians, they might say the craziest shit ever. Nobody's going to compete with that. Right. Nobody's going to compete with that. Right. <laughs> but the same scrutiny we put them under. We got to put ourselves under. We got to put ourselves under that. Um, when you're really dealing with knowledge, it means you know it. It's not just, just information. Mm -hmm. Like when brothers take, um, I'm not going to say the older guy's name. If, if the God Supreme Scientists and some of the guys from Supreme City see this, they're going to be cracking up because they're going to remember this. And I'm not going to say the older God's name because uh, man had a falling out from this. He's from New York. He moved to Supreme City. And I was breaking something down to the gods about the difference between information and knowledge. And I said, just because you read it and the degrees, that doesn't mean it's fact. You have to examine those degrees and see what makes it true. I was like, because if it states something, that doesn't mean it's true. And the older guy jumped up. He was like, 
Now cipher, God. Now cipher, like everything in 120 is true. I said, yeah, when you break it down. And so he kept going and his earth was there. I said, God, I don't want to have this discussion in front of the earth. Like, that's one thing about me. I don't try to like put brothers in that, in that position where they earth or queen look at them like, yeah, I thought you were smart, but this nigga son. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I tried, and he kept, I was like, God, I don't want to, and he just kept going, going. I was like, God, so you think everything in the 1 to 36 is true? Mm. Now, I was trying to give him a way to back out of it. Like, yeah. for him to be like, nah, self kingdom setting a trap for me. Right. I thought that would make him be like, God, we'll be a later, and we yeah. laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he kept going. And I was like, God, please. I was like, I don't want to build about this with your earth. I was like, can you at least have your earth like go to another room or maybe you go outside? He's like, no, God, we're gonna build this. Like he's an older guy, <laughs> an older guy from New York, and you know how they can be. <laughs> so he, he like he going hard. I'm like, God, I don't want to have this discussion. I knew he he was going to be put in the corner. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, God, please, let's, let's, he just kept going. I said, all right, God, because I built with him about this before. And he said, hell no, he's not a Muslim. And I said, so God, when the, the, in the 136, and then when it said, we Muslim, I said, so you a Muslim? <laughs> and he thought about the trap, mm-hmm. but his earth was there and he didn't want me to be right. So he said, yeah, I'm a Muslim. Because <laughs> he didn't want to be wrong yeah. with that whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Me and the guy had a falling, like a bath falling out by this. Mm. And I tried to get him to stop mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes. Mm. But what he realized at that moment was either he was going to say he's a Muslim or he's going to say, damn, I've been looking at these degrees and I've been having this shit decades longer than him, and he seen some shit that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Even he was gonna say, "Yeah, you write sub kingdom." When you read one twenty, that doesn't mean it's fact. You gotta examine everything. You gotta treat one twenty just like every other piece of information you have. Because I sounds like when you get one twenty, that's information, right? I said, the knowledge comes when you examine those degrees. Right. Test them for flaws. Test them for accuracies. And when you come back from that, that's your knowledge. He didn't want to say, yeah, 120 is information when you get it. Mm. He didn't want to say that because he never looked at it that way. Right, right. Because what do we say? And this is why if you probably, if you go back and you watch this over, you'll see when I was building about the guy, a son, I'm like, I don't want to say he gave somebody knowledge of stuff because you can't give somebody knowledge. Right. You can present what you deal with as knowledge yourself to them. They have to do something with it because you can't force knowledge on somebody. You can't make them know just because you know. They right. have to put the work in. Right. So I knew that in the 90s, dealing mm. with 120. Mm. And I, I was like, God, I'm not saying 120 is wrong. I'm not saying it's false. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's just like any other book that I read. I have to examine it and see if there's inconsistencies, some discrepancies. I got to see if there's flaws there, all that. 
I was like, I know I'm not a Muslim, but I get why Elijah said that. Mm, right. So I had to give him the historical stuff. I said there in the one to 36. When you subtract those 60 years from 1934, 1933, you get back to a time when what was going on? You get back to a time when they were sending original people to Liberia. Mm, right. The ACS, uh, American Colonization Society. So that's connected with the one from 36. Mm, mm. And I said, and I break down, so I said, okay, that's why our people was learning that we was over here that didn't know. Right. Because we wasn't just being taken to South, uh, to North America. Most no, slaves. I, I can't, hold on, but I don't mean to cut your wisdom of God. Damn, you just put me on because that 60 years, I mean, you're right because we can memorize that, you know, we, they just found out that they were here 60 years ago. But what event took place? What happened? Right. And you're right. Around that time, um, ACS was sending brothers and some, you know, willfully were going as well. Like, yeah. you know, uh, we're sending brothers to Liberia. I actually just read a book on it. You know what I'm saying? Probably like earlier this year. But go ahead, God. And, and this is where the knowledge come in at. We were the one that thought, because we was taught in school, that most of the slaves were brought here. Right. But most of the slaves were brought to the West Indies, and South America, and mm -hmm. Central America. Yep. So during that time, when you subtract that time, when they're going back to Liberia and the West, the, the West, the Northwest part of Africa, now the communication can be there like, oh, yeah, they took us over there, too. Mm. Like, it can be widespread. Now, there was people there that knew. But yeah. the widespread information, that's during that time. And that was one part. So then you have the part of learning that history when you learn that when they was taking slaves, of what we wasn't slaves then, but yeah. when they was taking original people from those parts of Africa, most of them were Muslims. Mm, right. Oh, That's yeah. why Elijah said that. Right, right. He's talking about when your people was brought over here, what they were. Yeah. But just because my ancestors were Muslim, that doesn't mean I have to be a Muslim. Right, right. And that's when I had to break down to the older guy. I'm like, God, Elijah wasn't wrong. He just didn't explain what he was saying. So right. now you have to do some history research on it. Right. That doesn't mean you got to walk around and say, I'm a Muslim. And and also, too, God, is the fact that it's like they're having a conversation. It's like it's like if somebody wrote our conversation down and was told to memorize it, we might not have explained everything that mm -hmm. we're talking about because we know that both of us know. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. But for the outside person looking in, they might look, all right, I wonder what this means. And you're right. I mean... That's why it's very important, like you said, to not take things on face value. And also, man, don't be afraid to research the stuff, you know what I'm saying? And the concept within it. Like, you know, when I was like, you know, I could every book that I got, I could relate to some something in 120. Everyone, you know what I mean? Uh, because it's all it's 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 all there. And this is why I say it gave me a little uh, Certain things gave me a little advantage. Like, and I could tag this sister, um, and she'll tell you, like, her her son, father, one of my close friends. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He got he got killed because he was he was out here really wild. And when I used to hustle, no lie, like this probably sound like some comedy shit or some shit you'll see in a movie. I used to be on the block hustling three hundred three thousand dollar packs with a science book and history book. <laughs> and I promise the brother I'm talking about, they used to have this joke. Like when they would see me coming and I have like a little backpack on reading, and they would look at me like. Cause it was the craziest shit to them. Like this nigga out here with us, he's really doing. But this nigga like reading history and all this shit. So they used to have this joke. Like when I would come and they see I'm with a book, they were like, uh, they'll start off with the curse one song. Like, are are, are you a philosopher? <laughs> <laughs> that was they they joke. Like that was they joke. That's how they used to come at me. Yeah. But that mentality of me, like I re- I knew what I was doing. I knew. That I was fucking up my life, but I still had that hunger to know certain things. So when it got to the point where I acknowledged 120 and I could dig deeper in it, it wasn't hard for me to put certain stuff together. I'm like, oh, that goes with this. That goes with this. This, That goes with this. And this is why I tell brothers, um, like, yo, you don't get rid of the knowledge that you've had before you get 120 or get knowledge yourself. Right. It's supposed to enhance it. Right. It's supposed to enhance it. And then you're able to put more stuff together because it's sometimes I can quote a degree and some stuff that I never thought about but pop in my head that I learned in like 12th grade. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and that's why it's beneficial to learn so many different things because it help, helps you. Um, probably like about... 10 years ago, I went back to the university. I was doing physics, astronomy, mm. planetary geology, <laughs> all that. And people were like, what are you trying to do? Like, are you going to teach at the university or something? Like what are you going to do with that? <laughs> I'm like, no, I want this so I can come back when I'm building on stuff. I can say, yeah, this is what this actually is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's news clippings of me with my children at the planetarium and all that from mm-hmm. like 10 years ago and all that because I want my children to know that too. Yeah. When I'm telling my son some yeah, little bit knowledge yourself, mm-hmm. I actually want my son to have more knowledge and more understanding than I have. Right. So if he get that advantage, he can bring something that I didn't get a chance to bring. Right. But that go all that goes back to what I was saying, dealing with knowledge and information. The reason why a lot of brothers uh, get caught up in a lot of stuff, they don't learn the difference between information and knowledge. And they didn't have that chance to learn in school. Or if they was in school, they didn't want to pay attention. They didn't see the value in it. And they get to talk to the white men's science stuff. This is because of this. What sounds good to them, they want it to be knowledge. Mm-hmm. What don't sound good to them that's contradicting they saying, they don't want that to be facts. Right. So and this is how I, I explain to brothers. If me and the white man, and we both have 2020 vision, we go both look into, into a telescope at some type of a planetary object, we're going to see the same thing. Facts. <laughs> and we go look, take a microscope. And we put something on the dish and we look through it and both our eyesight are right. We're going to see the same thing. 
So when does it become the white man's science? It's right. Both saying the same thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> and that's be what it is when when brothers have these wild ideas that they don't want to examine. It's easier to say the white man's science because it put them in a position where they really don't have to study. Mm. They rather like no, this, they want to force you to believe it, mm -hmm. like. The reason why I got along with a lot of guys from New York, even a lot of guys in Medina, this is like the east side of Milwaukee has like two or three different parts. Mm -hmm. There's the super hood part. The super hood part in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, where I come from, the gang that I rep is called East Side Gangsta. Mm -hmm. Or you, the Puerto Ricans was the East Side Mafios. We all claim East Side. So you're talking about thousands of people in one gang mm. or two connected gangs. Right. So I come from a neighborhood where the, the older guys rubbed you up, punched you in your shit. <laughs> like, so when I would go to New York, I'm talking to, like, nigga, I'm about to bark on you so motherfucking hard. We got a box, we gonna box. Like, what they view as like, Normal in the sense when they tested somebody, for me, it was like normal every day because my neighborhood, that's how it is. Right. Like, everybody was that part of that gang and the hood rep like that. Like, they rep, it rep like that, that to the point where I didn't even know that selling drugs when you were 11 years old was, was fucked up. I literally thought it was normal because my neighborhood is just was like that. Right. It's like that's what it pushed. And the older guys hit you and your shit when you're 12 and they 20, busting your lip and all that. You got to fight for it because they want to talk, like, and talking tough to you and seeing if you're going to power in right. and you had to hold it down or you're going to get hit with your shit again. I came from that. So when I seen that with a lot of the guys from New York, I seen why a lot of the guys when I was younger, that a lot of guys my age in New York, they decided to believe a lot of stuff on right that because how they got the knowledge. Mm. How they got it was basically forced upon information. And one of the older guys said something, a lot of them didn't have the heart to question and say, God, can you show and prove that with evidence? Not just, God, this is what it is. A lot of them got it like that. So they never learned how to examine. And to the gods from the East Coast that's watching this, I'm not dissing y'all. I'm telling y'all what I witnessed with my own eyes for decades. And I used to talk about this. And I used to tell them, like, this is why the advancement of the nation of gods and earth is more than likely is going to come outside of New York because by being so many five percenters in New York, Philly, New Jersey, and all that, and how it was passed down to a lot of them. Not all of them. There's some guys that was my, like the God original author that was on the science flight with me. The God is sharp. But it was a lot of them that was my age that there, whatever our older brother said, no matter how long it was, they didn't question it because they got it in the forced information way instead of, okay, this is what this degree says. Look up the subject matters in this degree. And tell me what you learned about the subject matter. Now tell me if this degree right, if it's right, what make it right in the Zach. That's how I teach my students. 
I tell my students, like, point out the different subjects in these degrees. And I want you to delve into it and go into it. I'm not about to tell them, like, well, I'm going to break this degree down. And the degree meaning this. And this is how you say, like, a lot of them got it like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And maybe because what went on in the 60s and the 70s with the gang wars out there and everybody had to be swift and the universal beat down. And that's probably how it had to be at that time. Right. But as time go on, you have to advance. And a lot of the younger guys that was in their 20s, like two decades ago, they a lot of them wasn't advancing. And again, to the guys from New York and New Jersey, Philly, I'm not dissing y'all because I know a lot of times they take that way. I'm telling you why it happened like that. Like, there's a lot of guys there that's not like that, but they know what I'm talking about where you have brothers You'll see 20 brothers regurgitating the same thing. You ask them how they see a degree, they will say, they'll break down a degree. All of them, word for word, the same thing, verbatim. They'll break down the same thing, verbatim. And you be like, this guy just built on a degree, and you just built on it, and you said the exact same thing as him, verbatim. And they got it like that. So they didn't get a chance to get to the state of, Let's separate information from knowledge. Mm. So since they wasn't taught that, and you know, as you get older, you get stubborn in your way. Yeah. That's just Fact. the human nature. Mm. So their defense mechanism can only lead them to say, that's white man science. Mm. Right, right. And do you think also too, that now, you know, like the human genome was mapped in the 90s. And since then, you know, there have been a lot more like discoveries within these scientific fields. Do you think any of it has to do with um, a lot of, you know, access to information, like us having more access to information than they did? A, a lot of it is that. <laughs> access to information, but also the willingness to go get the information. Mm. Now, um, the God Supreme City, when they, they watch it, they they probably get to hit the like or whatever, or share, when they see that they tell you, like decades ago, gee, this is how we used to do it. We used to walk for hours and build, and we used to meet up in libraries mm. and build and research, gee, like right. that was the, what Cream City was known for. We was known for it like God. We had a disagreement. Like, next time you seen that God, he got like three books at the library when you walk in. He already there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He already there. Like, Greg, I'm about to punch your ass. Like, like, serious. Like, that's how we were. We used to walk and build for hours. Meet at the libraries. Meet at the universities. Like, it's that willingness to advance things. Mm -hmm. So, if we didn't do that, and I'm not going to go too far in, in, into it, but a, a couple older guys from, from Medina came here, and they started some nonsense. They split it up, some ciphers. Mm -hmm. If we didn't do the stuff we did, we wasn't prepared, we could have stopped that in its tracks. Mm -hmm. But because we wasn't on that Oh, the older guy, he's from New York, and this guy is from New York. We're going to believe what they say. We don't need to research this. And if we was on that, Cream City would be really messed up. 
Mm. But so happened that there was a lot of us that's like, nah, that's not right with that. And we knew it wasn't right with that because we learned stuff. And a lot of us would go to college, go to university, and we wasn't like some suburban kids, like kids that grew up in the poverty in the streets that actually just love learning. Yeah. So we had those both sides, like, you ain't going to be able to pump me, you know what I'm saying, because I come from that. Right. And you ain't going to be able to destroy me intellectually because I deal with that. Mm. So we got it that way. So the willingness that to learn has to be there. Some of it is the access wasn't there, but a lot of it, you have to be willing to go out and put that work in and and actually learn. Let, like, let me ask you this, God, on the flip side. Let's take the younger generation that's coming up like um, behind us, right? Because I used to, I, I understand, I used to go to the library um, and I have my black coffee in the library actually in Oak Cliff, which is, you know, um, Sudan tradition where they'll question you for hours on 120 uh, to get your flag, right? I have mine in the, um, in the library. Um, and so, and and I, you're right, I understand. And, you know, I, I kind of equate it to music as well, right? You remember like in the 90s, um, you know, you'll go buy a tape or a CD, right? And so you, you have it in your car, your Walkman or whatever, and there might be some joints on there that you didn't really like at first, but since you bought it with your money, you know what I'm saying? You you listen to these songs and he's like, okay, you know, they, you know, they grow on you, right? Right. If you appreciated the album, because you had to first off, like, either if you didn't have a car, find a ride to the record store, mm -hmm. catch the bus to the record store, grab your shit. Like, it was a process, right? Now we can get the, you know, whatever, the new album, when it come out at 12.01 on Friday, we can get it on our phone. With Same thing with information for the youngsters coming behind us. Do you think that it's too easy <laughs> to... Like too easy to get this the not and I'm not just talking about 120. I'm talking right. about oh, everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it just too easy to the point where like they not taking their time with it and respecting it? If that's in, in twofold, it's too easy to try to get. Mm. And this is what I mean by that. There's uh there's a a lot of information out, an overwhelming amount of uh, information that's been thrown at people. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what to take. No discernment, right. So it's so much, mm -hmm. it becomes harder to sift through what you need. Right. So you have the 10% definitely understands this. The 10% under, understands that if you push a lot of information out there, it's harder to sift through it now because they're like, man, I'm not about to read 20 web pages and go to 20 different sites to match up and see who lied. Right. <laughs> Is this right? Like, it's so much out there that now the first two things a person see, they're going to want to run with. It. Right. right. They're going to want to, like, well, that's, that's what it is. So it's easy to try to get, but to actually get the right information, it became harder because yeah. it's so much, it's so much out there now. Right. And, I, and I've been with, with the guys about this a lot. It's so much information out there now that you have to have discernment 
of what you'll put your mind on. Yeah. Like what you what's even worth even looking into. <laughs> right, right. Because you losing time with right. right. So if, if you don't say, well, this is not even worth li looking into, if you don't do that, you could be stuck on like 10 different things that don't mean shit, don't create no value, that don't give you nothing. Right. And you miss out on like 20 other 20 other things. Mm. So it's easier for them to try to get, but with the amount of information that you got to sift through, that just made it harder. But it made them, it made them weaker. Mm. It, it, it made them weaker. And this is why um, learning how to research things has to be taught better. Yeah. Like, and one of the things that I said to myself that I'm gonna start doing is making sure my students know what inductive reasoning is and, and deductive reasoning and how to put things together like a detective and work backwards and see what lines up, what don't, and just basically be a detective with information so they can get to the root of something so they could they could get the knowledge. Because there's so much out there that if you're not taught how to sift through it, you can get lost. Well, I don't say you can. You really? will get lost. Yeah. You will yeah. get lost. Because it's so it's so much out there, and I see that done intentionally. Yeah. Like if even when you watch the media, right? When you watch the media, the media know. And I'm gonna give you two, like CNN and MSNBC. Mm -hmm. Those two right there, there are notorious for lying. And this is here, they would tell you a story. And three months later, tell you something totally different. Yep. Now, why they can do it and get away with it? One thing that they know and understand, if they flood you with so much information, hmm. your mind is not going to keep up with what they said. Right. So when they come back and tell you something totally different, you're not going to be like, oh, they lied. Yeah, they said this four right. months ago. Like, you didn't already forgot about that. Right. Like, like right now, I seen CNN do a brief thing about Biden adding on the Trump wall. <laughs> For like two years, it's like, we're not going to put another brick on that wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now they seeing what he was saying, like, shit, we do need to protect these borders. Like, this is getting out of hand. And why it's getting out of hand is because I don't know if it was a, I don't, I can't say it was the governor, but I know it's one of the politicians in Texas. He put together something smart. He started getting a lot of the illegal aliens to sign papers to say they want to be bused to these Democrat cities. Like they yeah, I've, been, I've been seeing, I've been hearing, well, yeah, I've been hearing about that. Texas ain't the only one doing it. California doing it too. Yeah. So they, they busting them to places like New York and DC. Now, the DC mayor a year ago, she was all for immigrants coming and taking up the resources in Texas. Now that they're in D.C., she says something totally different. Talking about we need help, we need to have this presented, we need the federal government to come in and stop it. But that's how information works. If you flood people so much, how many people do you think remember what the D.C. mayor said a year ago? No. Oh. So because... Yeah. They done flooded with so much information that she can say anything now. They're not going to put it put it together. 
So right. the 10% understand that. Even the school system understand that. Like if you flood people with information, it's harder for them to say, okay, this is not right exactly. Because I remember eight months ago, you put this up as something that you're saying right exactly. Now you're saying something that, that, that contradicts it. And that's what the people deal with. Even people that's coming into knowledge itself, they're coming into a time where so much information everywhere you go that you have an information overload. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, have to learn, you have to learn how to say, you know what? I don't want to know about that. I don't want to know about that. If I, I want to know about this, but I want to get to the facts. I don't want all the cushion. Mm-hmm. Get me to the meat and bones of it so I can get to the factual part. Right. Don't give me this, this pre-summary of what you want to tell me before you talk about the facts. And that's the thing. And that's the thing about information. If somebody give you uh, this big 10-page worth of information of how they feel about something, then the factual stuff is only like one paragraph. You done read all the other stuff. You, you feast on that. Now you're thinking their thoughts. Now you're believing their way of thinking. So when you see the facts, you're seeing it from their lens. So that's the science of that. So you got five percenters now that's learning. They go through that now with the internet. Mm-hmm. Like when you look on the internet, Facebook, all forms of social media, YouTube and all that, there's so much information being pushed with, with people telling you how they want you to see something for 30 minutes, an hour, then tell you two minutes about the facts. Right, 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 right. That's true, though. That's true, God. And look, look, that brings me to this, though, God, is recently, uh, and it's, you know, the one in particular is a poppers, and I ain't going to no, name no names, but it happens within the whole conscious community as well, or so-called conscious community at times. Um, and one thing I want to say, too, I think we have to uh, dispel the uh, concept that the 85 is stupid. That's, that shit is dumb as fuck because there's 85 is all through college, through, through uh, these different scientific fields that can, yeah, nah, that's, that's you know, because I've seen people say, man, an 85 can't tell me shit. Like, I, right. you know what I'm saying? It's good, it's good, to, good you say that, but Go to the other point you was building on because oh, I'm yeah. gonna add on to that too. Right. There's something that I teach my students about. Okay, so yeah, so and then so now we we got to a point now where they, you know, we have seen certain people within the so-called conscious community fall victim to things like uh, you know, flat earth, uh, gravity not existing, um, you know, uh, slavery happening in reverse, like all types of wild shit, right? And it's like, um, we, when you talk about the uh, 5% or, you know, the other nations, uh, other said nations within the community, um, we're not supposed to fall victim to none of that um, because we are supposed to be the the ones that um, lead the way. And, you know, especially outside of the classroom, you know what I mean? Not saying that we can't lead the way in the classroom because in a lot of cases we do, but a lot of our work, um, just like, you know, Jesus of the Bible was in the street, you know what I mean? Because um, those are the people that 
you know, really need our help the most. Um, like even Walter Rodney, whenever he was teaching in the in the school uh, down in the West Indies, he didn't like to fuck with the staff like that. He thought they was bougie. He would go to the hood in Jamaica and, and kick it with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, but like with that being said, how does the conscious community continue to fall for these different things? Like, like I'll say it again, the, the, you know, slavery happened in reverse when, with the Native Americans, uh, flat earth, um, you know, gravity not existing. And it, you know, it'll have everybody else looking crazy because they think that we, you know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> they, they lump us all together and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But how does that happen when we are the ones that are supposed to be taking everything through the maths, be diligent in our studies, um, not speaking on things that we don't know? Like, how does that happen? Exactly what we've been building on information versus knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then let me go into that with, with that. When you examine information, I don't want to, for lack of words, I don't want to call it that, but I'm going to call it this for lack of words. There's a shadow side to it. Like when you examine that information, like when they're saying, oh, and I made a post about this like six years ago too. And it hit home because a lot, I seen some of the guys Repost, they're like, oh, okay. When the big thing was, where's the slave ship? They didn't get oh, where's the slave? <laughs> and, I, and so I made a post and it went viral and it was people mad as hell at me because they didn't get it. I made a post and the post I said, white people always been here. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how the hell do you get millions of white people over here? And I said, there is no ghost for that. I said, I looked it up. You can't find none of those ships. That's brilliant. I put, uh, <laughs> I put that in a post. Uh-huh. And the shit went viral. I put it on two different pages. Both of them went viral. And people, some people's like, there's literally people that believe it's like, oh shit, like I never thought about that. And I'm cracking up. I'm like, <laughs> but then there was people that was like, you stupid as hell. White people went all over here. I said, prove it. Show me the ship. That was my comment. Show right. Show me and the they ship. Can't, they can't bring up the ships. Mm -hmm. So, and they was like, just because the ships don't exist no more, that doesn't mean the ships wasn't there. I was like, well, show me something. Show me some type of effort. And they couldn't. And then it was like two of the gods came in and they knew what I was hitting at because I seen them say, we was always here. Where's the slave ship? <laughs> and it it was that checkmate moment for them, like, oh yeah, and they can do nothing but laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. There's a when you examine the information, there's a shadow side mm -hmm. because you can examine it for the black side dealing with black people, but examine it dealing with the white people too. Like if you try to reverse this, reverse it when you examine it. Right. And now you go now if you're saying since you since some wooden ships don't exist no more. Some wooden ships <laughs> don't exist no more. You're going to say slavery that we weren't brought here from, from Africa. Go and, ignore, and, and, ignore all the records. Ignore right. all the records and written testimonies and all. And, and, and if that's your stance, then your stance has to be white people been over here all this time too because you can't find them ships they came over here in. 
facts. And you know what, God, what's funny about that too is I, I was taught, I was building with a brother, and that's what he was on, right? And uh, and so I asked him. I said, so if we are if we always been here, right? Are you saying that humans evolved here in North America? Because that's the only way, unless you right. bear witness to a mystery God. You know what I'm saying? That just you know uh, created human beings all over the uh, world right. and so he was like oh man that that we don't know you know we just haven't we science hasn't figured that out yet and i was like nah man like it don't work like that they don't they have a real confirmation bias and a self-hate in my opinion um to not be to not want to be associated with the transatlantic slave trade as a bad it's a badge of shame to them and it's not it's not for me you know what i'm saying but go ahead right See, they have to get past that, and they have to get past. And, and another thing that that it is, original people, we want that W on the white race so bad yeah. that we we want a W regardless. We don't care how it comes if it don't make sense, <laughs> and we just gotta believe we got that W. Right. Gotta have that W. Now, when they say that, there's another one, which they most of them know. Yeah. There were white people marrying into these different native tribes. Right. That's why you have white people claiming to be natives now. They right. pure Caucasian, but they claim to be native. And when you present them with that and you say, look, some of these black people here are part native or maybe native, but a lot of us buried into that. Yes. Now, from a historical aspect, there were a small percentage of Black people already here. There's books on that, but they let it be known. Where was that? In the California area. It mm -hmm. wasn't all, all... Most Black people, and when I say most, I'm talking about majority. They're, they are descendants of Africans. And what they confuse it with is these old pictures, some of them don't even be pictures what they talking about. They show a picture oh, yeah. from they'll, they'll darken them pictures up, though. <laughs> yeah. They'll show a picture from 1903 and talking about this is 1618. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not taking into consideration that there were African slaves that married into those tribes. Mm -hmm. There were also African slaves like in, in Florida with the Seminoles that mm -hmm. fought the Spaniards and right. they went into Florida. So yeah, you have that place. mixture there from the 1500s, but they still started off as African. Right. You know and, and you know what else too, God, is the fact that a lot of them, you know, will say I'm Cherokee. And, you know, that I lived in Oklahoma for a little while as well. And, you know, that's where, uh, you know, with the Trail of Tears that, you know, they got moved to. And, um, you know, there's mad reservations out there and, and, you know, different cultural things. But whenever you do the knowledge, you start to realize why they call these uh, certain tribes the five civilized tribes, because they started mimicking the white man. And yeah, they, they, they it, yeah. 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 See, it, like, I know a lot, of, a lot about the history of that. My, one of my sisters, one of my older sisters, father is Choctaw. Mm. And one of the guys here, and I don't got his permission, so I'm not gonna say his name. One of the guys here, he his father is native, mm -hmm. and his father looked like your complexion with the curly afro type thing. Mm -hmm. So I know what they're taking, 
They're yeah. taking the small percentages and they say, see, see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> that's their that's their taking. Yeah. But if you build with natives that actually know the history, they even break it down. Mm -hmm. They even tell you that certain tribes they didn't even rock with because those tribes wanted to be like the white man. Yeah. They would tell you. Right. like So it, it, it's a lot of the history that's missing. The reason why they fall for stuff like that, G, even the flat earth, the we didn't come from Africa. No. The reason why they fall for that, G, is when you got the Moors and all them fall, a lot of them are supposed to fall for it. Mm. Five percenters are not supposed to fall for it. Mm. We have supreme mathematics, and this is why I tell a lot of guys. Like, if you actually use supreme mathematics, you can't be infallible, but for the most part, most stuff is not going to get you. Because if you start with the principle of let me get the knowledge, mm -hmm. well, what's happening is brother said, let me get the information. Yeah. And they stop from there. Yeah. They're not trying to say our first principle is knowledge. Our first principle is not information. Information is nothing to you till you examine and see what's right and what's wrong in it. And that's why a lot of brothers fall, fall for that. Like when I put up the post and I was like, uh, it was because of some of the guys kept saying certain stuff. And they were some about, well, I ain't gonna use black. And, I'm, and I told them before, like, yo, God, you're not gonna find a time where white people were the one that initially started calling us black. Right. Like, you're gonna find black people themselves starting to use that word. But like, you're not even gonna find that in the law books. Now, you might see somebody trying to give you an interpretation, but when you look at the actual law books, it don't say black mm. as slaves or nothing like that. Mm. Every time we talk about slaves, it's saying the names that they want to uphold: Moors, Hebrews, Muslims, infidels, Indians, Negroes, and Africans. We took on, this is why I say, this is why I love Elijah Muhammad. Mm -hmm. The way Elijah Muhammad started using the word black, I love it because I see people that talk shit about, I'm like, no, you're talking shit because some dude in the feds that taught you to be a more started mm -hmm. saying it. Mm -hmm. But you ain't got no evidence of it. Right. I know. I'd be on the Library of Congress a lot, at least once a month. I worked in a museum. I didn't see slave documents, like actual slave documents where I'm holding them. Like, I've seen what they say. I've seen it literally spelled more M-O-O-R-S, well, sometimes with the E at the end, or the M-U-U-R. I'm like, I have seen this. So you can't fool me with it. They supposed to fall for that. Five percenters are not supposed to fall for that because our first principle is knowledge. And if your first principle is knowledge, what you got to do for knowledge? You have to go get the information, examine it, test it. You can't just stop with one piece of information. You got to look for what contradicts it, look for stuff to contradict it, and bring it all together. And that's what brothers, a lot of brothers are not doing. And then you those same brothers, they might build with a sister, so they're going to put that in the sister head. And mm -hmm. next thing you know, she's on social media saying a bunch of foolishness because her man, man said it. Right. So it's, it's, it starts with using supreme mathematics correctly. And that's what we're not doing. Well, well that, with, that, with that being said, you know, like, um, it's, you know, especially when it comes to the gods 
and the whole flat earth thing, right? And I don't know, I don't know many gods that have fell victim to that, but we all know of one, right? Um, and um, but to to bear witness to that, right? And this is not to say that, because like you said, uh, everything within 120, you have to study for yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and I, 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 you know, I, I feel like there's a thousand books you could read on each degree. You know what I mean? Um, but when we start dealing with, you know, the circumference and the diameter and then the solar effect, like, and, and to say that the earth is flat, you're saying that earth has no circumference, right? You're saying, you're also saying that um, uh, the solar facts are wrong because, you know, they say that a, there's a disc hovering, a sun <laughs> hovering over like a flat earth, you know, and the thing about it is, um, and you know, this is not no disrespect to any of uh, my NOI peoples, um, I I, I know a lot of people think that uh, Master Farad uh, came up with those um, those numbers. Yeah, but those those is in almanacs, uh, right? Yes. Yeah, back in the day, you know, and at that time in the '30s, right? Um, and <clears throat> but anyway, in order for you to say that the Earth is flat, aren't you literally saying that? You know, like the guy accused you of saying like 120 is wrong, but you had a point behind what you were saying. Mm -hmm. But isn't he saying that if you bear witness to uh, a flat earth? Yeah, that's that's what he's saying. And, and a lot of them, that's what it is. A lot of a lot of brothers don't really study 120. Mm -hmm. And you gonna you're gonna see a lot of that being exposed just by if you just listen, listen to what they say. Um, a lot of them don't study it and that's their way out. They mm -hmm. want to bring something else into the fold so it can make them seem intelligent like they up on something you're not, yeah. not ready for. Yeah. Um, and, and I made a joke about this before, but it's true. You got to remember, a lot of brothers be coming from some different organizations <laughs> when they were doing the part, some of them used to be Nawabians and they still holding on to the Nawabian stuff. Mm -hmm. Some of them used to be Moors and they still hold on to that. Some of them used to be Christian and still hold on to that. And you got a lot of brothers that used to be Muslim in a while and they hold on to that. So a lot of times, brothers bring with them a lot of stuff that they don't want to let go instead of looking at our curriculum and saying, let me break all this down so I can have the knowledge. So when they bring that with them, how do they put themselves in a position where they will say, well, he's going to see me on his level or he's going to see me above his level. They bring the foolishness in with it. The, the earth is flat and all that. Like I, I have witnesses, like a brother that I knew for a while, I didn't even know he used to be in the wild yet. <laughs> so he said some crazy stuff and I'm like, what? The? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you this, God, because you made a great point. The, the flat earth shit is like white Christian theology, ain't it? Yes. Because I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you had a build on that. Yeah, uh, you got to remember. And any new is looking, I'm not trying to dish all of that, but this is just a factual thing. You got to remember a lot of that white Christian stuff, the new 
had a lot of it. They brought it with they brought it with them mm-hmm. and just re changed it and tried to make it seem like it was there. Yeah, Zachariah stitching and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was normal behavior for them. So when you have these white different groups that start stuff like that, that goes back into the black inferiority mentality too. Like, if it sounds like something secretive that a group of white people have, no matter how dumb it sounds, some black people, when they read it, like, oh, this group of white people said, they take like, oh, man, this is the truth. They don't examine it, none of that, because they still have that black inferiority complex in their mind. Well, when they see a group of white people, they don't see a group of dumb people. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of times, even with a lot of five percenters, when they see a group of white people, they think smart people. No matter how dumb they look, no matter how much (laughs) dumb stuff they're saying, they're thinking a group of intelligent people. So they take that and run and run with it. You know what's funny about that, God, is that <laughs> you're right. And at the same time, the face of astrophysics in America is a black man, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> exactly. And that's the part that when if you explain that to them, the black inferiority part really shows. Mm. Because I had a list that I did like eight years ago of the top 10 scientists in the world at that time. Mm-hmm. At the time, like 10 years ago, the top 10 scientists, six of them were black. Mm. Wow. Six out of 10. Wow. And a few yeah. of them was here in the U.S. Wow. Wow. I remember, what, the, what I'm trying to think of the brother's name, but I want to, the one that used to wear the cape. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, I know you're talking about. I, I, damn, his name right on the. Um, is it is it uh, born something? Uh, I know you talk about though, God. Yeah. Pardon me, God. If you watch this, and I hear. Yeah. I know a lot of guys, oh, God. but when he was about to when he was about to do that debate on something, mm-hmm. I got the list for him because I wanted him to represent the nation of God's nerve right as that. Right. Like so me and um, the God. I Prince was all conversing. I said, I'm going to give you the list. And the purpose of me getting the list, it doesn't because I agree with everything he said. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff he did was good. Just Some stuff to be that I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of move it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I wanted him to represent the nation God's nerve best way as possible. So I went and got that the list and I searched and did the research of who was listed as what. Now, because I'm thinking it was going to be. I was going to be happy if three out of ten were black men and be like five, eight. And I'm like, what the? Like, it blew my mind. Like, six of the top scientists in the world at that time were black men. Mm, wow. And it was like two more that was a could be considered people of color, an Asian dude and an Indian dude. Wow. And so when I gave him this list, I was looking at that. I'm like, yo, it's like, Black men are really doing it, like, really doing it. And it shows that when we put ourselves in a certain position, we excel. Yeah. And when you see brothers rather go with some dumb uh, white, uh, a dumb uh, group of dumb white people, their information, 
that's never been tested, never been proven, versus some of the top scientists in the world that are black, that shows black inferiority on their mm-hmm. part. It's like, why wouldn't you reach out to them? Why wouldn't you see what they say about that? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you ask them to explain it? Like, right. the gods, uh, supreme scientists have emailed, um, what's his name? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, the God Supreme Science emailed him a few times and mm-hmm. got responses. Like, that's what you're just supposed to do. Right. If right. you have questions and you're not sure, why? If you have black men that's on that level, why not take the chance to get answers instead of saying, oh, this group of white people said the earth's flat, let me run with it. Like, that shows black inferiority on their part. Yeah. Like, I could never do that. I could never look at something and see uh, a bunch of black scientists that's doing it and I have questions or if I doubt something, I would write them. I would call them. If I got to write them an old school letter, <laughs> right. I, would, I would do that before I look at a group of people that say something that can't be proven and taken just because they're white. But that goes again. A lot of brothers, those two things, a lot of brothers was dealing with a lot of different things before they got knowledge itself. They brought it with them. And they really didn't learn the knowledge itself the way they were supposed to. They didn't get supreme mathematics the way they were supposed to get it and dealt with it the way they were supposed to uh, dealt with it. Like, I, I, one of the one brothers, sometimes he jumped into some spiritual stuff and I just like, I, what are you talking like? Your, your mind can't do that. Like, <laughs> like, that was cool when I was 18 to think that, but man, we're in our 30s and 40s now. Like, how are you still thinking that? Like, <laughs> so, how are you still thinking that? that? And that goes to how you deal with supreme mathematics. The way I dealt with supreme mathematics, it put me in a position where I had to say to myself, can I prove this? Do I have evidence? Of this, if I don't, I let this spiritual stuff go because I'm saying stuff that I know I can't prove because it sounds good and it makes me feel superior. Mm-hmm. Wanting to have this super magnetic mind that can float off earth and all that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's that yeah. Professor Xavier shit. Like <laughs> it sounds good, right? You know what I'm it saying? Can be, it can't be proven. And, and, and the, the part about that, about me getting Supreme Mathematics right and utilizing it right, when I got around older guys in New York that would test you to see if they could make you believe some dumb shit, I was too sharp. Like, man, show them through that. Right. Like, like, I don't know if you heard the story, but I've seen it. Like, gods really fall for it. I've seen, like, a group of gods in their early 20s, like, 20 of them, Listen to an older guy tell them that I was there. Allah put his finger in the sky and he pointed to a star and he said, watch this, boys, and move the star. <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking like, you see who? And I started laughing. I was like, show them, prove that. Like, because I was equipped for certain things. Yeah, yeah. There are guys in their 20s and 30s and 40s that still believe that. And mm. one thing that I uh, told a group of guys once that we was building about that, it was like, well, how do you know he didn't? I said, look, God, mm. <laughs> like, you got to think about this. If you said he moved the star and you knowledge 120, 
how long does it take for light from the sun mm. to hit the earth? Right on. Now, those stars are a lot farther away. We're talking about probably a million times the distance. You're looking in the past. Right. So when you see that light, some of those stars have already exploded. Yeah. They already have supernovas. So yeah. how do you like you got to think about that? No, because he would have had to do it like this and then wait some time and then you'll see it move. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they didn't think that way because of certain things they didn't learn. And they didn't get supreme mathematics right. right. Because if they would have got supreme mathematics right, you got to perhaps start with knowledge as the first principle. That means you want to examine the information. You're not going to look and say, oh, this is an older God telling me this. So it has to be right. You're, you're going to look at the, the person and say, I'm pushing that to the side and I'm just looking at the information that I'm getting. How can this be factual or is it something that can't be proven or is just plain out wrong. And when right. you look at the information and then you examine it, you're like, if you dodge 120, you know it takes 500 seconds for the sun, for the light from the sun to get to Earth. Now you're dealing with the, um, you're dealing with stars that's a lot further away. You're talking about a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's impossible. And that's what the, the deductive reasoning, deductive reasoning got me in there like, this is what I do have knowledge of. I know how long it takes. I know how long it takes for a light from the sun to earth. I know how fast light travels. So I'm looking at all this distance and looking at how small these stars look, but that's just light we're just now seeing. Some of them stars is not even in existence no more. Right. That's how long it takes for some of the light to get to us, yeah, oh they they just uh, that that new telescope that they've been, um, you know, they, they with those new pictures of the universe that they showed, uh, where they're going as far back as ten billion years. Obviously, this is with the telescope, but some yeah. of those uh, some of those um, you know suns that they are seeing, even possibly galaxies, are no longer there. No, they no longer exist. Exactly, exactly, and that's and learning that type of stuff. Was was save you and use it. It, it all go back to supreme mathematics. This is why I say supreme mathematics is how a person is going to get it right or they're going to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. And the first principle is going to tell it all. Mm -hmm. How a person deal with the first principle is going to set the standard of everything. How they deal with dealing with knowledge itself. If they don't get the first principle, which is knowledge, right? Everything they deal with is going to be be shaky. Yeah, because knowledge is the foundation. You're right. Your foundation will be shaky. So it'll help you because when you have that right, it help you be more comfortable with certain things. Like it'd be time where I build on something and I get to a limit, and somebody's like, "Well, what about?" And I'm like, "Well, now that part I don't know. I yeah. probably had to give you a couple of weeks. I had to study that. I was yeah. comfortable." Yeah. I know a lot of shit, but I know when I get to a limit, I'm like, well, I haven't really got information on that where I can test. Right. The information I have, I haven't tested enough to say. So I say, well, I know about this part, but this part here, yeah. I, I don't, I don't got it. I can tell you That's about this. Integrity, God. Right. So 
when you get supreme mathematics right, you become comfortable knowing what you know and being able to say, well, this part I don't know. I can get to this part. We get up here, we have to wait. Now, I'll let you know in the future if I get a chance to get more information to, to examine. But a lot of brothers, when they don't get supreme mathematics right, they're not ready for that, that part. Like, who was that? One of the guys, when I put up the, the, the Virginia laws and the Pennsylvania laws, showing them that they was telling you that when we see more, we see slaves. He just kept coming with his skills like God. Like, it was in their law books. It's still there. You can go check out their old law books. But that's because when, when brothers get to a certain point, if they've been saying something for so long, they're not comfortable with saying, I don't know, or I didn't know, didn't know that. Mm. Like, right. And some of it becomes some of it can be common sense if you let the ego part go. Yeah. Like, if you ask, if you ask brothers, like, okay, in West Africa in the 1400s and the 1500s and 1600s, who was most slave? All of them was Moors. <laughs> right. You got to show and prove that, man. <laughs> right. So, and, and, and they know, even if they know that, and then this is where the problem come in. He's like, okay, well, so the slaves that was brought over here, most of them was Moors and Muslims, right? Yeah. So they did come from Africa. No, they didn't come from Africa. We come from Africa. Like, they never want to put the two pieces of information that they know about together. Right. Because right. it will contradict stuff. Right. So if you can acknowledge that those people over there in Northwest Africa was mostly Muslims and Moors. Well, how the hell did they get over here? <laughs> right, because because that and and also too, that would those Moors and Muslims, we're talking about ones from the Senegambia region, while they talking about ones from Morocco. Right, and it's hard to show and prove that all right. Right, came from Morocco because you can't. It's not true. You and, know and, I mean? and, and this is uh, a lot of it becomes. The word game, what they like, and this yeah. this probably sounds funny, but what one of the things they like about the word Morocco because it sounds like it's saying more, more, yeah, that <laughs> right, it, 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 it sounds childish, but I have seen it. Yeah. I have asked brothers and sisters like, what is up with this thing with Morocco? Like you don't hear Morocco, brother, <laughs> like, like really, like. <laughs> Yeah. And that that captivates them to the point where they want to move move with that. But a lot of it, it, it a lot of it still go back to Supreme Mathematics, though. When right. it comes to the NOI not understanding certain things or knowing certain things, the Moors, the Wapians, spiritual people, I get it. I hold them accountable to a degree, but who I hold most accountable are five percenters. Because we have something that they usually don't have. And all we have to do is use it right. We have supreme mathematics. I, I know how powerful supreme mathematics is because I literally used to, when I was going to university and I would work like two or three jobs and I didn't have time to study for a test, I would take tests and get A's and B's just by using supreme mathematics. Reading the questions, reading the paragraphs, I'm like, 
and breaking it down, what the questions are asking, using supreme mathematics through knowledge and understanding, and get A's and B's. Mm. Right. That's how I know how powerful supreme mathematics is. You can write a movie using supreme mathematics. If you follow the syntax structure of supreme mathematics for a movie script, mm. or even um, a paper, mm-hmm. if you have to write a paper for, for a class, if you go and you start, the knowledge is this. You're saying what something is, um, giving details, meanings, and all that. And then the body be the wisdom of The actions, the life of the paper, what it do, the activity, and all that. Then you get to the understanding what is the conclusion that you put all that together. You just wrote a whole damn paper. Right, 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 right. I know how powerful Supreme Mathematics is. I have used it. Yeah. Like when I got my licenses, license to travel to Cuba, mm-hmm. the reason why I was able to get it so fast, everything that I was looking at, I used Supreme Mathematics on it. Mm. And I be reassured from myself mm-hmm. just by using Supreme Mathematics. I'm like, oh, I know this is coming. I know mm-hmm. they're not going to reject it. Right. This is why I know Supreme Mathematics is that powerful because I'll start with knowledge and I'll say, okay, I read this paragraph. What word in this paragraph I don't have the knowledge on? Mm. I go look it up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I just keep going through Supreme Mathematics. It's okay. Now it wants me to explain something about me. Now I got to get the knowledge about myself and what I do. Now I got to go through the wisdom how I carry myself and things I'm going to do and what I'm going to do. And then go to the understanding to sum it all up, how would it benefit people to conclude. Like, I literally use Supreme Mathematics mm-hmm. on stuff and get it done. Like, make some amazing things happen. Mm-hmm. So when I see brothers that's five percenters that get lost and all the other stuff, I feel like he's not using Supreme Mathematics right. You can use Supreme Mathematics on the Bible, the Quran, any book that exists, and right. you're going to pull a lot of jewels out of it. Facts. A lot. Facts. And, and that's what a lot of the brothers feel like. And then the jewels you pull out of it won't be the only thing. You'll start testing and it starts automatically. Your brain is going to operate where you're looking at things and seeing flaws. You're like, okay, this doesn't seem right. So let me go keep going. And I can see something that match up with that. And I can bring it back and say, okay, yeah, this is flawed right here. I got to do a little more examining on that. So you the Supreme Bible, you start being able to pick out what doesn't look right, what's not adding up, right. Right. what fit in perfect. Mm-hmm. So you know what to examine and, and, and what to say, okay, this add up. Right. You put this together, it comes together correctly. Right. Indeed. Indeed, God. Um... Yo, man, powerful build, God. I got, I, I got hella things I wanted to build with you about, and so I gotta get you to come back on the show, man. But indeed, um, I, I definitely appreciate you for you know coming through and, and you know just building with me and dropping those jewels and giving the history, man. I think the the people are gonna really love it. Again, I gotta get you back because there's some other shit that we talked about earlier. You know what I'm saying? That we gotta yeah, go. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but self-kingdom is our law. I appreciate you for coming through, God. All right, peace, God. Peace to the God.